Oh, <laughs> oh! That was like uh, like we did it on purpose almost, wasn't it? Both old at the same time, which is now becoming a, a standard intro to the Dandy Show episode eleven. Is it episode eleven? We always forget that we which one it is, but I think it is. Yeah. So what happened is it's it's good to have a refresher because the memory's a bit blurry. <laughs> we did episode ten, and we promised we'd do a, a special episode eleven. Uh, when we'd had quite a few beers, but unfortunately things did deteriorate quite quickly to the point where there was no airable footage. <laughs> Rapidly. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, yeah. The alcohol took its toll. Uh, a 12-hour drinking session rendered us unable to do a coherent podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh... I'm sure over the many hundreds and thousands of episodes of uh, The Dandy Show, um, it'll come a running joke that we've had to scrap multiple <laughs> podcast episodes because they're unlistenable. Yeah, so apologies to the millions and millions of Dandy Nights around the world for the, uh, the promise of a live episode that never came to fruition, but... Uh, we'll try and make it up to you now by doing uh, a coherent uh, and enjoyable podcast number 11. A live podcast. So, Mr. Dandy, have you ever been hospitalised through dandying? Good question, Mr. Dandy. Uh, my answer to you would be yes and multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> um also, just as a question to fire back to you, I'd just like to say to you, have you ever been hospitalised by Dandian? <laughs> of course, and also multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> Some would say Dandian is quite dangerous. Mm. Um, yeah. If you are involved in Dandian, there's a high chance you will be going to hospital, uh, usually due to mishaps through drinking, really. Mm. And and funnily enough, not just here in the UK, uh, but all around the world also. Yeah, globally, in fact. Um, <laughs> globally, <laughs> globally hospitalised. If I have to think the amount of hospitals we've visited together uh, around the world, probably more abroad than in the UK, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. It, it's funny, isn't it? Um, obviously, at the time, it's super serious, and you laugh about it later. So, what would you say was the? Um, well, not yeah. What would you say was the? Uh, I was going to say the best one. It can't <laughs> be the best one, but the the most uh, uh, the one that springs to mind. Well, I always think one of my, my favourite hospitalisations, if there is, <laughs> is such a thing, favourite, uh, was the second time we went to Ayanapa, which I think were in 2011. Um, wow. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, it all happened quite quickly, didn't it? Because in the usual dandy's fashion, uh, I think as flight from the UK over to Cyprus landed quite late, and obviously we did Andy's mm. are in a big rush to get wasted. <laughs> so in the airport we went and bought a bottle of vodka uh, and some small bottles of coke to mix with his vodka. Mm-hmm. And then the the coach journey from Larnica Airport into Ayanap is about an hour or so. Mm-hmm. And in which time you can do quite a bit of damage with the old alcohol, <laughs> can't you? I just remember I remember my memory's atrocious, but I do remember it was being round cider airport kind of hit like on the exit. 
when you on these package holidays, when you when you come out, you you're finding your Thomas Cook rep or whatever, are you? And then uh, they've got like a clipboard, oh, yeah, you know, bus number twenty two or whatever. So obviously we're we're race against time to get out as uh, as um, duty free. I remember being outside at airport, like we were hiding, not hiding at all. And it was like half coke on floor, half vodka in top <laughs> yeah. of coke, 500 ml, half uh, 250 of vodka and uh, 250 of uh, Coca-Cola, diet Coca-Cola. Yeah, 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 memory is bang on correct, mm. which uh, is unusual. But yeah, I do remember being crouched on the floor uh, <laughs> with all the bottles lined up on the floor, filling them up with vodka, laughing yeah, his head off. So I think that was where things started to go slightly wrong. <laughs> uh, the lack of food and then all day travelling mm. and then rapid consumption of uh, spirit and coke on the coach. And then I, I really feel part two where it went wrong is I, I believe we arrived at the... At the uh, hotel sorry around 10 and the all-inclusive bar shut at 11 so we then <laughs> we proceeded to have a power hour yeah. of basically see how many drinks you can pound in one hour which it turns out is quite an amount <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i will obviously we've learned as travels around the world we've learned that if you um if you're up against it you can you can get <laughs> pretty uh pretty ruling and b travel unbelievably even though you're not doing anything apart from sitting it just drains you and the amount of times that we've we've traveled somewhere and then the day that we've traveled somewhere and we've tried to riot as much as we normally do that's the day where shit goes wrong basically but um yeah interesting like would this this snapper must have been was this the one where uh, it was the woke up or the Euros, I can't remember now. And what's his face, like, under his legs, over that Napa 1? No, that one number 1 is out of 2010, mm. you are thinking of. Easy to get wow. confused. Yeah. Uh, same yeah. location, same people, same hotel, even. Running joke, though, it's the same holiday to be in my back, cal- back catalogue of my brain. It's just one big holiday over two years or whatever. You see, I find it quite easy to differentiate because one of them had a holiday <laughs> and the other one I don't remember because I was so <laughs> concussed and whatnot. So uh, for me, it's quite easy to separate the two. Mm, yeah, I can imagine that, yeah. So let's uh, let's just pick somebody up, like rollercoaster ki- tycoon. Let's pick them up and just drop them right in the middle of of what happened and then go back and then and then tell the story so let's pick somebody up drop them in the middle and you wake up and our, our friend is sat in the room with you yeah so if we, if we fast forward into uh the middle bit of the story some good dandy storytelling here going on i feel i've like been proving at the old dandy cast game yeah so i, I wake up in hospital and i've got a drip in my arm <laughs> i turn to my side and i see our friend with the curly hair sat there with me and you know i'm struggling to figure out what's going on here <laughs> uh you know how did we get here what the hell's going on so mm. i get a brief update from our curly haired friend uh, of what had happened um, my first thought is I need to get out of here because I'm missing the all-inclusive bar, mm. which I think is quite a reasonable <laughs> thought for a Brit abroad, isn't it? Mm. You know, I want to have some nice cocktails and beers in the sun, and I paid for them, so damn it, I'm going to drink them all. <laughs> so drink all the bar. 
Yeah. Exactly. Until they ban you. <laughs> <laughs> Which ironically did happen. <laughs> so my first instinct is, you know, I've had a few uh, IVs in my arm in my time, so I know for well it's very safe to just rag it out. I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's how the, the nurses do it with yeah, the standard yeah. procedure. So I rag that out, it's enough of that. And I then proceed to try and leave through the front door of the hospital. Mm. Now, maybe unsurprisingly, I get stopped by security who say, I'm afraid you can't leave. Uh, You need to be treated. You need to go back to your room. Which, uh, again, I understand. That's fair enough. So I then proceed to go back to my room, at which point I look out of the window and we're three stories up and I say to my friend, do you think... (laughs) <laughs> you can jump out that window and survive to which he replies absolutely not hmm. uh, so not being James Bond does have some drawbacks <laughs> James Bond out at three story uh, hospital yeah which would be no problem so I just landed on the floor and doing like a forward roll and they'd be enough just walked away unfortunately my body didn't have that ability <laughs> yeah. so we do notice at the end of the corridor there's a fire escape so I asked my friend to just meander down the corridor and see if anyone's kicking about to which he says coast is clear <laughs> which said to me run down the fire escape yeah, yeah. which uh, pretty much what he said really by telling me it's clear it's encouraging me to run down the fire escape <laughs> so still in the hospital gear bandages on my hand bandages on my head and run down the uh, the fire escape and just make a break for it uh, <laughs> which like so like if you think about it now 10 years ago 21 22 of course, nobody wants to be in hospital because you're like, what's happened? Why am I here? And your first thought is to obviously go to the bar. Right, I, I don't mean that. I mean to flee. You know, you're thinking, oh, I shouldn't be here. Why am I here? I'm fine. Whatever. And, um, yeah, I think it's just... <laughs> you're in there. You're just thinking, what's going on? Let's just get out of here. And obviously people, you know, this is height of summer. It's red hot. You know, 30 degrees. Um, and then, yeah. Um, so your first thought is we need to get out of here. You know, the thing is, on a more serious note, if you wake up and in myself, I felt quite okay. Mm. I mean, the chances are I was still highly drunk, <laughs> which were probably masking some serious business. But yeah. for me, I like, I'm on all day, bars open, a limited amount of time, I feel all right. I've been mm. kept here against my will. <laughs> yeah, uh, So for me, I just wanted to get out and have a good time because I've been looking forward to the trip for however many weeks mm. or even months, months it could have been. So I like, you know, sack this. I'll worry about it when I get back to the UK if there's any issues. Yeah. So I flew down the, uh, the fire escape, eventually meet his, his friend outside. And where we were in the hospital, it was quite a trek back to the hotel. So we were like, let's get a taxi. Because like you just mentioned, it was mid-30 degrees. Mm. I was battered. It was one <laughs> ideal walking for miles and miles conditions. And by all luck should have it, that one day in Cyprus, there were a taxi strike. So all the taxi drivers were on strike. Really? So we finally made it to a, a taxi rank where we were politely told that uh, nobody would give us a lift that day because there was a strike on. So we ended up walking, I'm not sure how many miles it was, but it was quite <laughs> a number of miles back to the uh, the relative safety of the, the hotel bar. And did you... 
as all good Dan the Knights will know, did you have a walking drink for you? You know what? On that occasion, I don't think I did. I think I may have broke the cardinal rule Mm. of a walking drink. But I think given the circumstances, (laughs) it may have been acceptable. Mm. And given what was about to follow that, (laughs) I'm going to give myself a a buy on that one, I think. Yeah, so just to set the scene for people, we're at this all-inclusive hotel... You know, that you, know, you get all your food, you get all your drinks, it shuts at like what, 11 or 10 or whatever. So, obviously, like, you, it's that funny. I think remember I mentioned it on previous podcasts, but it's that funny world where you're like, oh yeah, everybody's like, oh, you, surely you drink at 10 a.m. and you just get wasted. You're like, well, yeah, but then you'll miss the night out. <laughs> so, you have to, like, you know, you can only drink for six, eight hours or whatever. So you have to time it well, don't you? And obviously we're up against it being the first day, we, we're panicking, we want to get to bar. And I remember, like, uh, outside, you've got the, the pool, and then uh, so I'm looking at, like, the hotel here, yeah, where they, they walked across the balconies to surprise me. I'm looking at the hotel, you got the pool on the left, you've got the, the pool bar, essentially. And I remember being... At like a bar inside it was just that pool bar wasn't it yeah I think there were a bar inside but we didn't use it did we I think no. the hours are less than the outside pool bar so obviously it's no good to us so we want maximum sun and maximum hours of the yeah. bar really don't we is the priorities oh yeah and it was like it was funny wasn't it because you're like you'd be there all day in your shorts and, and swim shorts and your vest uh, getting smashed and then you'd be like oh well now it's time to go up get changed come down have some food then straight to the bar again. Oh, you yeah. you just reminded me actually of two quite hilarious things that happened. If you remember one of the days, I managed to have three separate sessions with Paggard three separate times a day, <laughs> separated by slight naps to yeah. recover. Really, yeah. Which were quite good, which you can do if you start early enough. Mm. You can have a morning sesh, sleep it off, and have an afternoon sesh. Yeah sleep it off and then go out at night so <laughs> three sessions in a day well a breakthrough pivotal moment really when you knew yeah. you could have three sessions in a day I mean Epic, yeah. next day is not going to be good but mm. uh, and the other thing you reminded me of is when I did a bit of a shot uh, and crapped a bit in my uh, swim shorts at the bar <laughs> just sat the stool at the uh, at the pool bar and I'd been sat there aggressively for a long time yeah. and I thought the fart would be safe, but uh, the dozen or so yeah. cocktails I'd had said no. Yeah, over um, wires. Yeah. Yeah, so I had to shimmy down to the uh, the old toilet, <laughs> have a, a clean-up. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Like, your face was bright red. Like, not from, like, embarrassment or just, like, just laughing. <laughs> crying, literally crying of laughter at yourself, which is funny, obviously. Always. Um, so, yeah... You know, it was, yeah, so we the first night, really. It was as soon as we got there, yeah. So, if we go back to, uh, with time hopping here, just to try and confuse the uh, the dandy nights, mm. and trust me, if you're confused, I am drinking, so I'm also confused. <laughs> so, if we go back to, we've landed, yeah. we've had his mental mixed drinking coach, we've got there, we had one hour left of power hour, power, yeah. and then we've gone out, and we've been traveling all day, we haven't really had any food. And there's two friends who we have are quite sensible. They made the, the clever decision, in retrospect, to go back to the hotel early mm-hmm. and leave mm-hmm. the, the dandies out on their own, having a, a jolly good time. Unsupervised is never a good idea, is it? 
It's not. It's not a good idea. Uh, and my recollection from here on out is zero. I'm just merely recounting tales of other people at this point. <laughs> so I think where we got into difficulties, I was rolling around on the floor and we were struggling to get a taxi back to the hotel. Is that right? Mm, so obviously, for me, uh, things were shared the same brain. Um, very just missing gaps. So, I don't know, explain, like, uh, just quickly explain, like, the, the setup in Napa. Yeah, so the setup in Napa is, our hotel one that far from the main mm. party or riot area, whatever you may want to call it, I would suggest riot like area. walking distance? You're walking, just what, mm. a 15 minute walk, maybe, mm. and the Napa... Down the secret passage. <laughs> down the secret passage, yeah. So from our hotel, there's a secret passage, which one all the secret, or basically glorified <laughs> snicket or yeah. ginnel, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the main party area in Inapp is actually a square, so most places have a main strip like Magaluf or Zante or Kavos, where it's one road, lined by bars and clubs. Magaluf is literally a square, this is implied, you, know, hmm. you can't go wrong, can you? It's a whole square of bar and clubs. Um, so yes, it's about a 10, 15 minute walk to our hotel. So I think it says a lot about the, the state we're in, the fact that we had to get a taxi as opposed to just walking back. It tells its a story yeah. itself, really. I think it just it's it a, a normal historical thing for the Danders that the first night, you just want to do everything. You want to go crazy. And yeah, my limited memory of it is being, so we're in the square, and obviously there's taxis everywhere, but all the taxis are like extreme, like limousines out there, like extended versions. And some of them are trying to take you to strip clubs and some of them are just normal taxis. Now, my memory is that somebody at some point, because we would literally come stand up, <laughs> decided to put on special cocktails, etc., etc., decided to to basically push us into a limousine, even though obviously it's 10 minute walk away um obviously probably after quite a lot of dialogue it worked something worked out where we were staying we got a lot back so you think oh you get back and you think oh thank god for this we're back we're safe when actual fact you're only safe when you're laid in bed and the walls are falling down that's the only time you're ever safe either. so <clears throat> you you think you're safe or we did well i did when you're like 20 or 21 22 when you get back, you're like, oh, um, I'm safe. I'm back. I'm back at the hotel. But little did I know. Yeah, that's that's when the, the danger really starts. Yeah. Once you start thinking you're safe, that's yeah. when you're in trouble because you start to relax. So as you rightly say, we make it back to the hotel. And I suspect we actually made it back because we had the all-inclusive wristbands on with yeah. the hotel on. Uh, I reckon that's how we made it back, which is well, quite good, isn't it? Return me to this hotel. Yeah, the amount of, the amount of uh, riot hotel hostels I've been to over the years, where literally when they put the bracelet on you, like, oh, you're staying here, they're like, this address, if you get lost, yeah. we guy you, if you certainly don't know what's going on, yeah. just point, they deliver you like a piece of mail or whatever. Oh, yeah. Return to Wild Rover Hostel. <laughs> yeah, immediately. take me back. Yeah. Um, which is ironic, I probably happens a lot but it's, oh, it's yeah. a good feature of the hostel so I give it to him undoubtedly um, so yeah we get back and ugh, that's it in it you know you think you're safe you're at the hotel this sober staff there but 
what what happened then? Well, little did we know, we had one last major hurdle ahead of us. Uh, our rooms being on one of the, the upper floors, we had to get the elevator or lift uh, up to our floor. And now you think this is a simple operation <laughs> usually. The the tricky business was, it's one of these uh, sneaky lifts mm. where you go in one side but you exit on the other side so the dandy's in there quite drunken mindset getting the lift uh, me being quite worse for wear leans against the back wall I'm doing air quotations as I say wall it's turned out it's actually a door <laughs> upon arrival on your floor then it opens so the natural consequences are I fall and smash my head uh, and I believe probably become quite unresponsive or unconscious. Yeah, so like, what even just that? It was the fact that when when you got onto your level, it was like um, like uh, what's the the flooring? Marble. Yeah. Just rock hard. So like rock hard. No like, giving like, marble. Yeah, like <laughs> carpet or like that. You know, if you fall on that, like imagine a kid falling back, and I'm sure maybe now there'll be a sign saying. You know, be careful, it opens up back to front. And I'm sure if you looked at it, you'd be like, oh, of course, like, to get onto your floor. But when you're really drunk and you get in that place, I suppose it wasn't meant to be a riot hotel for a start, you know, family hotel, whatever. But when you got up there, obviously you're, like, leaning and fucked, I can't move, and I'm like, thank God we're back. Jesus, like, what a nightmare. And then, like, so you just without knowing, bang, head up floor, pass out. So, obviously, I'm thinking, ah, you're joking, whatever. See some bullets and be like, ah, oh. So, go find my friends, knock on everybody's door, because I don't remember where they are. Uh, bullet naked friends come out, goes to investigate the situation. Equally as, uh, panicky as as me um and then of course yeah it, it obviously he's been there for a few hours decides putting some shorts on is a good idea I, I believe actually part of the funny story as well is that as of a bigger friend actually brought his own shorts out put them on him but because he was much thinner <laughs> just dropped <laughs> like, you're still there. you need to put your own ones up all right cool god knows why they were sleeping naked but that's another story so we, um, yeah, so, like, obviously a big panic on, and, and so I think sitting on the couch, staff is involved, hospital, a fucking disaster. Um, and, yeah, like, um, you say as well, but I got, like, uh, they were taking you down the stairs, obviously the dangerous lift. Yeah, I'm sure that at some point I got dropped down the stairs at the front of the hotel. So after we exited the, the front door, uh, I think I got dropped on the stairs, which I had bruising in other areas, not the head area. Not the head, yeah. Like, I had bruising on the front of the head, bruising on the arm. Yeah. I think that should have been dropped down the steps. But by that point, you might as well fuck me up because well, yeah. if I'm going to hospital, you might as well fix everything. Let's get a good guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I guess that, that's when you uh, you wake up, you're in hospital, it's a disaster, it's time to run away, you get back to the hotel and then what happened? Well, we've skipped important point here. <laughs> the only important point is this bollock-naked friend who accompanied us to the hospital 
he actually apparently held my head together while it was being stitched up <laughs> by, by the doctor. So yeah, yeah. apparently the doctor called him over and said, oh, hold this, <laughs> my head, In uh, whilst it was being stitched. So thanks to him for that. Uh, yeah, well, I, I actually remember like slight bits. Like I walked the hospital, we all went, I think we all went in ambulance. And then when we got there, uh, obviously I'm, I'm quite fucked at this point and obviously everybody else is sober so it makes it tenfold and I think at one point they did tell me to either leave or we'll have to put you in a bed and, <laughs> and basically pump your stomach because you're just that wasted so I've, I obviously I uh, decided to leave but uh, yeah interesting story bang your head blood riot but yeah, yeah, it continues, doesn't it? So to skip forward again to the future to confuse the dandy nights, mm. we've we've made it back to the hotel. I'm bandaged up. I'm a bit bruised and battered. Uh, <laughs> just had my head stitched up. So as you do, I went straight back to the bar because it was after ten a.m. So yep. we could have yep. the drinks. Yep. Yep. And I'm thinking I've made it. I'm back at the bar. <laughs> Escaped the hospital. Brilliant. And then before I know it, some chaps come and grab me by the arm. And, uh, <laughs> kindly escort me to the the seating couch area mm. and uh, basically make me sign some forms that say they're not liable for anything if uh, I you know have any complications etc let's say um, so maybe me I, I just sign all the forms you know with a crayon we grabbed it <laughs> fist just sign it damn day signs this uh, I'll sign it just, just put it all in front of me I'll sign it yeah. and then they're happy with that um, they left and then we just carried on with a big session I think but obviously mm. from then on out for me the whole day a bit of a write off so I think being concussed having a stitched up head etc I didn't make out many nights <laughs> um, my whole day was mainly waiting for the bar to open at 10am and then going to the bed when it shut at 11 I, I think you just had you had like uh, if you're on about like the shift so like shift work I think you had different shifts than us. We'd be out all night, we'd get up, maybe we'd have a bit of lunch just about before it shut at like one, and then we'd drink aggressively, and then we'd have some food, it'd get us rolling again, and we'd drink power hours. But for you, you were like 10 a.m., straight there, <laughs> smashed it, and then 12 hours later, you were just wasted this night out, which is funny, obviously, and that, you know, that, that makes the podcast even better because it's all completely true. Indeed, yeah, and just as the icing on the cake, um, again, once you think you're out of the woods, <laughs> you're not quite out of the woods, because months after I returned home to the UK, um, as they do in Cyprus, take you to a private hospital, so therefore they can mm. charge you an extortionate amount to look after you, uh, I had a call from my insurance company saying, uh, you basically are two and a half grand to a hospital in Cyprus. Um, the kicker being is if there's alcohol involved in your accident or injury claim it's invalid and you have to pay it yourself so I had to spin quite the web of lies in order to get uh, my insurance to pay the hospital as opposed to me being two and a half grand out of pocket which is pretty much the most expensive night I'd have ever have had yeah which is imagine the amount of hookers and coke you'd have two and a half grand mm. so dandy's web of lies after that the the tale was pretty much over I had the stitches removed uh, finally um, just the lasting brain damage to deal with <laughs> 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 oh, uh, and that is 
probably a good time to end episode 11 of The Dandy Show. Oh. And this was live.